0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to another Digital Confusion Thursday Night Hangout.
1: Hello, sir. It is a good time to see you here on the Confusion of Alternus.
0: I, of course, am your host, Charlie. I'm joined once again by the Plifer Car himself, Zilius.
1: It is good to see you. What's yes, so it on, is
0: though? indeed good to be seen, ladies and gentlemen. This, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. This is a weekly live show. We try our best to cover the topics that are most important to you. ...during the show. If you haven't submitted your topic, question, etc. at this current moment in time, have no fear. All you got to do is just drop it in the chat and we'll try to add it to the list of topics for the show. If we unfortunately run out of time, we will add it to the very next show, which will be next week. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. And the first bit of news, I guess, or at least I think, you know, the, the big topic is the fact that uh, Momocon happened this past Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Nice! Um, Ultra Confusion was there. Um, There was a panel, seven o'clock Thursday night, called uh, Video Games, Change it for the Good? Question mark. And
1: did they change for the good?
0: Uh, you know, I think that it was it was a very successful panel. Unfortunately, the audio was kind of crap on the recording, but that's okay. No. Uh, our very good friend Ron Jones from the Indie Cluster jumped in onto the panel, was able to uh, give his two cents. I do... I mean, we kind of preface it by going, look, here's the deal. Not going to lie, but throughout this panel, we're going to be pushing the fact that you should be supporting indie games. Yes. So... Just a heads up. What reminds is me happen.
1: of a former title of a convention talk show that you did. What was that? Uh, so you think you finished your indie game?
0: Oh, yeah. So you think you finished it? Right. Well, I mean, th- that was more for the developers. This one was more for the consumers. Uh, but, anyways, I mean, it, was, it was a very good panel. Uh, it was very well attended, I felt. Uh, we had. Uh, close to 40 people in there. So nice. Uh, Ron apparently was a little bit uh spooked or surprised by the sheer number of people on the panel. But hey, it it's not bad numbers for a Thursday night.
1: I know people getting out of their house on a Thursday night. I don't understand, sir. Uh,
0: now of course, um, MumbleCon was more than just a Thursday. Uh, there was a Friday and a Saturday, and I was. V- extremely excited by the fact that I had two special visitors come by um, on Saturday and help me out, uh, them being uh, my lovely sister, Alex, and my uh, brother-in-law, Joel. Though I think that Joel was more intrigued by the fact that they had um, pro wrestling occurring within, uh, I guess, earshot of where our table was um and there was some pretty impressive stuff uh alex i did not uh, participate in aggressive karaoke i apologize um now um that being said i'm very i was very excited to have alex and joel there and of course uh, one of our really good friends of the show um who goes by the the name angelus would also helped out on saturday as well to help um watch the table um Unfortunately, uh, because I was flying solo through the vast majority of it, I didn't get a lot of interviews done. I only got five interviews done. Uh, I was planning to get like 10, but, um, still trying to work out the logistics for that. But so be on the lookout. What's
1: your favorite interview that you did?
0: You know, I have to say, okay, so I interviewed, um, uh, a, a developer that was creating a game called operation Zeta. Uh, one for closer than, you know, uh, there was another one who he had multiple talent, uh, um, uh, titles there. Um, but his, but his company was called Argent Games. There was a game called Lightbreak, which looked really interesting. Um, and then, uh, there was also Voids Don't Bloom. Now there were a couple other games that I checked out that I wanted to get interviews with. Like I said, I, re- I didn't, unfortunately, um, but hopefully I could work out something to maybe get some digital interviews or, you know, like uh, online interviews done as well. So, but, um, but that being said, it was a very interesting MomoCon just because it's been quite a few years. Uh, and I got to see, um, I got to see Noodle Boy. Um, I of course got to see, indie cluster in all its glory which ron is, continues to do amazing job with the indie cluster um then of course we got to see dr ryan um are my lights
1: off it looks like you're actually like in a show with your lights off
0: you mean in the background
1: yes yes no like there's just no like i can see your face but it's like you're in a horror show ready to be attacked by something
0: yes no those lights are are not plugged in right now because well it's a long story but fair enough. um they're not plugged in therefore there is no backlight today okay so i'm not
1: totally imagining things i'm like it looks different
0: yes the power is out no the power is not out it's just they're not plugged in right now if the power is out, we would be having this show. my
1: internet's not working
0: Anyway, Sorry, so look
1: at my modem, there's no power. There
0: will be an, uh, a Momcon 2023. Uh we I did have one surprise guest or individual come by my table and that, of course is uh our very good friend Blaine who who now lives in San Francisco. He did no, come just... stop by the table and uh it it everything seemed to happen on Saturday. Have you guys played Star Wars Renegades? No.
1: I've not heard of it.
0: I have played um what was the one I played? Star uh, Citizen. No, 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 no. Uh, Star Wars: um, Fallen Order, which was phenomenal, and they're getting a sequel. And the rumor is there's going to be two player, two playable characters. So
1: nice. That'll be fun. All right. You played Star Wars: The Lego Game.
0: <clears throat> I also been playing that too, though my sons have been playing that more than I have because they kind of take over the Switch.
1: Mm.
0: Now, um. So Momoka 2023 is going to be amazing. Who is your least favorite Spider-Man actor? Who's my least favorite Spider-Man actor?
1: You know, I have not seen the um, Garfield um, Spider-Man. I actually saw it's on Netflix. So I need to yep. watch the Amazing Spider-Man with Garfield to see, like, how does he compare?
0: Okay, so here, here's here's the, the problem with this question, who is my least favorite Spider-Man actor. Are we talking about actors who've played Spider-Man or are we talking about actors in Spider-Man movies? Because I that... think
1: it's implied that Alex means the actual Spider-Man actor.
0: See, I am going to take a more vague approach to this.
1: Sometimes you get to read between the lines. It's like an SAT question. What is the most logical answer?
0: I don't go for logical answers. So, boom. Plates pirate. I, I don't um, know. I, I guess Garfield, because I haven't seen Garfield.
1: Yeah. I feel like, what's the one now? I forget his name. Tom
0: Holland, but he's done.
1: Tom Holland, but I feel like he gets a little bit of a nudge, maybe unfairly, because of the Avengers. Because he's like, actually the in the actors, rest of the
0: MCU. But,
1: yeah. None of them had the MCU to rely on. When you have him who's in there with, you know, Tony Stark and Thor and the other guys, I think you get a a rub that Garfield and Tobey Maguire did not get just by the fact you're there.
0: Okay, so Eve chimes in says she doesn't like Tobey. To be honest with you, <clears throat> I think Tobey in the later movies is just trash. I think if you're talking about... The first one was good. Yes, exactly. I, I think yes. if you're talking about Spider-Man actors who kept the awesomeness, uh, then it's definitely Tom Holland. Of course, he had the back of the MCU and, and being an adventure. Yep. But like the, the Tobey Maguire movies just got goofier and goofier. It's kind of like what, what happened with the, the end of like the the Batman series before The Dark Knight. We're just got, like, neon lights and nipples on, uh, on costumes.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, if Tobey yeah. Maguire was, you know, a decade later and he had the MCU, I think it'd be a different discussion, but at a certain point, the writers kind of came out, like, started losing steam, and at a an certain point, it becomes a cash grab, where it's like, well, and plus Sony actually contractually, one of the reasons it's continued making these Spider-Man movies is what, in order for the Sony... I'm sorry, in order for the Spider-Man theatrical character to be remain under the Sony intellectual property stewardship, they had to come out with a Spider-Man movie, movie every X number of years. So, because of that, there's not a chance in hell that Sony was going to go out like more than a couple of years without a Sony without a Spider-Man movie, no matter how bad it is, because they weren't going to lose the rights of basically having the Spider-Man movies.
0: I thought that, Well, I guess I thought that was more X-Men, but you're, you're probably right. It's probably Spider-Man. No, it's Both. definitely
1: that, because remember, there was a lot of discussion of whether or not the current Spider-Man of Tom Holland would actually be in the MCU, because so the speculation is Sony is like, wait a second, we can get a shit ton of money for this. Yep. And so there's the negotiations going between Sony and Marvel to, tr- well, I guess now Disney, um, to try to keep... You know, obviously Spider-Man coming back into the Avengers fold and Sony wanted to uh, get the money for it.
0: Thankfully, Sony's smart. Because <laughs> that would be the dumbest thing. No, we don't want lots and lots of money. Have you heard yeah. how Doctor Strange was supposed to come out pre-Spider-Man so there is some confusion in the movie? Okay, so Huh. That the uh, the, the Doctor Strange, uh the the was it the multiverse of madness or whatever, uh there there definitely is uh already a lot of debate around that movie, simply because he remembers Peter Parker in the movie, apparently. And um the 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 um No Way Home, the last Spider Man movie kind of makes it a little difficult for that to to be canon so i could see that
1: i haven't seen basically a marvel new marvel movie since avengers endgame because i haven't been to a theater in like since covid hit and i don't have disney plus
0: well maybe you should get disney plus so you could fix that problem right there
1: it's believe me it's getting more and more tempting because good lord are they filling up with the mcu shows on disney
0: and the star wars shorts as well they're they're pretty good too.
1: True, true, yes. I mean, obviously I haven't seen them, but everything I hear is that they're pretty freaking good.
0: Speaking of, of MCU shows, uh, one of the shows that I just finished watching right before Momocon was uh, Moon Knight. And mm-hmm. it was killing me that I couldn't find someone at Momocon that could explain the ending to Moon Knight for me because it drives, it's driving, it's still driving me nuts. Have you
1: searched the internets?
0: I'm scared of searching the internets for for conspiracy fan theories because that goes down a very dark, deep, deep rabbit hole.
1: There's actually usually some pretty good YouTube ones that actually do like a decent overview without going too far down the rabbit hole as far as like what do the ending of the show actually mean? No, no,
0: no, no. It's just how did how does that actually... That, that shouldn't have worked the way that the ending happened. It shouldn't have worked mm. without one big caveat. But I, I, anyways, I have to continue to be vague because don't want to spoil for the exactly. rest of us. Exactly. Uh, but speaking of, I guess, big name movies that aren't easily available, uh, unless you're willing to pay the money to like lots of money to actually stream it or, uh, you've been to a theater uh it's already been announced that uh there will be a sonic 3.
1: hey another franchise that keeps on making money and doing it well apparently because i've not seen either two sonic movies
0: what's our thoughts on the witcher
1: 4. i will let you know in like six years (laughs) i mean sir like i don't expect the new witcher 4 to come out for many years. Uh I mean they're still fixing Cyberpunk 2077. No, no, um, that's
0: fixed. Yeah.
1: There's supposed to be more patches coming out. Right? No,
0: no, 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 right. But but they're but it's like fixed. It,
1: yeah, it has been largely fixed from what I've read. But yeah, I, I don't expect times. I mean cool. Uh, yeah. Will Henry Cavill make a guest appearance as one of the Witcher variants in it
0: who knows uh the the only thing that I that I've heard is that the the research phase for like all of the lore and 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 whatnot has concluded what it in regards to the witcher 4, the video I mean, game
1: if you need to do research like there's probably a guy you could ask who wrote the books you might know the thing too
0: I think they're just trying to see how far. Well, they probably were. That's probably what the research was. They just sat down with him and Henry Cavill and just spitballed ideas of would this make, you know, would Gerald actually do this?
1: It depends. Is it a grunt or a fuck?
0: Or, um, uh, what was it? Um, what was the, uh, shoot, I forgot what the other thing was. Um, Or or are they going to try to incorporate some of the TV show into the next game?
1: I don't know. I could see them trying to kind of keep that separate.
0: How do you feel about the new Street Fighter?
1: I honestly don't know anything about the new Street Fighter. Or for the new Harry Potter, that movie, for that. I got the Harry Potter franchise.
0: I I want to say I, I, I sort of saw something about that. I think i think the problem for me is that when it comes to the, well first of all i suck at fighting games unless you unless i can um um you know button mash to my heart's content
1: wasn't there that panda game kung fu fighting pandas or something that kung
0: you that? fu paws of fury there you go that was an amazing game i
1: mean pandas have paws it follows
0: that was, um, but that was like, that was a super Nintendo game, but it was oh, awesome. I
1: mean, I, I know it was many years ago.
0: It was an awesome game though. Paul is a Fury Is it was...
1: it's the only one you're good at?
0: No, I mean, I, I was okay with, uh, Guilty Gear X2 because you have those, um, <laughs> all right, it, it, it seems that, um, uh, Auburn Jules, Georgia Tech, wants to chime in and says, Moon Knight was better than Hawkeye. I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> I, I really... I I mean, I think that Moon Knight definitely, like the action pace was definitely higher up there than Hawkeye, but I kind of fell in love with the dog named Pizza.
1: Having a healthy, you know, animal sidekick always has its pluses and shows.
0: Touche, touche. But going back to the the um, okay, it, she responds. It was way more creative and fun. I I could see. I mean, well, the other thing is that we we kind of already know who who Hawkeye is. I mean, we we've seen him in the in the MCU and get, having his own TV show was was cool. It was interesting. It kind of allowed for um, a little bit more back ground on the character Ronan and allowed for some uh, some cameos but uh, I don't know Moon Knight that ending just just it just makes me there's too many questions in my head Mm. let's put it that way speaking of questions how do you like the Maples with the uh, the French government banning the English gaming terms of streaming and esports and other things? To and the reason behind it is to basically, um, they don't want to to further dirty their language. They are trying to preserve the purity of the French language. Therefore, they want um, French individuals to utilize. The I guess the the ver the French verbiage for streaming and esports.
1: Sure, I think people probably still just call it esports and streamers, and the French hootie-tootie people can, whatever. I, I, eh?
0: So sure. basically, um, uh, the uh, the French governmental. Uh, Gazette, which publishes major legal information, has overhauled the rules on using English tech jargon. The decision has reportedly been made in an attempt to preserve the purity of the French language and to ensure that game players in France don't use anglic- anglicized terms for activities and concepts that can be explained in French.
1: Sure. I, yes. Again, it'll still be eSports and streamers, I think, to like 98% of the people. So
0: examples that were given were um, the the, the, jar, the English jargon pro gamer. Um, then they, they gave an example of how you would say it in um, um, <clears throat> French, which I could attempt to do, but I'm going to butcher it. So let's, let's try not to. And then, of course, streamer. Um, Oh, God dang it! Now, now we have. Come
1: on, use your French drills, man. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, fine. Pro gamer, it's uh, joueur uh, professionnel, which is basically professional gamer, hey, and then streamer got. is uh, joueur uh, en dronc, direct, en direct, which roughly translates live player host. And cloud gaming, they would jeu vidéo. On Noj, which I guess is whatever.
1: So, you know what? I'm kind of expecting something like out of Demolition Man, where there's like a little thing that listens to what you're hearing. And kind of like Sylvester so Stallone, every time we curse, like we we'll give you like a little fine ticket. It's the same thing in France. I Everyone's mean, kind of like, every gamer is going to have like a little thing installed like in their microphone. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be listening by the French government. If you don't use the proper term, you're going to get like a fine from the government for not using correct e-gamer terms. What do you think, sir? Uh,
0: that's a little crazy. And that sounds more Russian or Chinese than French. Um, I mean, but I, by the I, way, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why, if you're listening to the podcast and you're wondering why I w- there was a little bit of peer pressure, um, to try to attempt to do the, the French, um, uh, words is because there is a native French speaker who joined the chat. And so I felt obligated to at least attempt to do uh, Clark says, what games are we excited about coming out soon? I know for a fact, there is a game that is coming out that Zelius probably has put aside a ton of money for, and it is a name. It, the game is called stray and it is a cyberpunk cat game where oh, you God. solve puzzles by leaping, scratching and pushing things off ledges.
1: I, why do I need a game when that's just like real life? That's just what happens when you just sit there.
0: Because you, yeah. you, you get to be the active participant, not the, the cleanup crew.
1: Oh, well, there we go. Uh, I mean, it could be Diablo Immortals, which came out today.
0: Okay. Speak to me, brother.
1: I mean, I tried it for like an hour, and I will say, at least to start with, there's no microtransactions. Um, nagging but everything i've read about the game because of course i've looked into it is basically like once you get like into end game Mm -hmm. it basically becomes microtransaction hell and that in order to basically do like the content to actually give you good gear you either need to purchase like gyms to allow you to do it or you have to do crafting which is capped by the way you have like a limited number of caps you can do For this in game gym to be able to do the content, um, so basically, the thing I've read is it's basically once you get through like the main 10 hours, it's basically a giant cash money grab.
0: So, Activision,
1: yeah, it's I mean, think that's crazy, right? Like, it's like the screenshot on the website was like it. You've seen every free to play game, has it, where it's like you can get the 18,000 gyms for only $99. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just give me the full game for like $50. It'd still be a better deal. Ah, stuff like that. That's where I get annoyed. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, Clark, but it's only been banned in a few countries in Europe because of the loot boxes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that we don't have a lawsuit yet. Well, I'm sure there are. We just, you know, we gotta wait for news coverage to pick it up. The um, but, um, the game, the, there's two games that I'm interested in. That of course is the, uh, the new, the neck, the upcoming Alan Wake. And of course the remake for dead space, where I pray that they go the dead space one and two route and not the three number three route. Um, <laughs> not, not going to answer that question.
1: I mean, technically we're a different age every day. We yes. Age by day. Well, will, I, will I be the age same by age, age day, day, next not
0: Thursday? By years. Um, as Zeli says, as so eloquently put it, we we're older each day. So no, I will not technically be the same age next Thursday.
1: Some of us may be like Benjamin Bunton, for all of you know. We go back in time.
0: Oh boy, that would be interesting. By the way, uh, for those that dr- who were wondering, Street Fighter Six has been confirmed for 2023. Um
1: I could never like get the combinations down because I remember it was like remember like Killer Instinct? It was like 40 button combinations, like sequences in order to do well.
0: Yeah, I just I don't the problem is that I just don't have enough time to like to master the combinations because it's all about timing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I always <clears throat> those like quarter circles Paired with, you know, like a three-button combo and then like a back quarter circle, back quarter circle, and then a Ford. I don't It just didn't make sense to me.
1: I'll leave it to the young 16-year-old kids on Adderall. Sure.
0: Uh, So a couple of weeks ago, um, we talked about the fact that there is a live-action Twisted Metal uh, TV show coming out. And uh, Anthony Mackie was attached to it. Um, at the time, I think everyone was reporting that Anthony Mackie was going to be Sweet Tooth, which just didn't make any sense to me and a lot of other people. Well, it turns out that <clears throat> Anthony Mackie isn't actually going to be playing the part of Sweet Tooth. Anthony Mackie is actually going to be, um, playing the part of, let me make sure here. Um, uh, where is it? Anthony Mackie will be playing the part of John Doe, uh, an amnesiac who talks as fast as he drives. Doe has to drive across a post-apocalyptic wasteland to deliver supplies to an outpost and will be aided by car thief <clears throat> quiet while being pursued by men Agent Stone. Um,
1: kind of sounds like Mad Max to television series. So, I'm picturing a giant like desert wasteland with a rock guitarist on the front of this vehicle.
0: So, um, the car thief Quiet is being played by uh, Stephanie Beatrix, which is who plays uh, she's Rosa Diaz in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah. And um, Agent Stone is being played by Thomas Hayden Church, which mm-hmm. I guess that the, the most like the big nerdy one that you would know. Of, he's Sandman from the Spider-Man series. Um, I have, there's like a bunch of other references for me, but they probably aren't as big of a reference as Sandman from Spider-Man 3.
1: I'm um, actually somewhat intrigued by the names associated with it now.
0: Now uh, they do have the voice of Sweet Tooth nailed down. And that will be uh, voiced by uh, none other than Will Arnett.
1: Nice. Okay.
0: Which makes, I mean, it makes a lot more sense than Anthony Mackie voicing Sweet Tooth. It's, it's, it's just, Will Arnett's got that crazy, weird voice he could do.
1: They should have got you. I've heard your crazy voices.
0: Well, I've yeah, I do have crazy voices, but I don't... I. Don't think it's exactly what they're looking for. Mm,
1: That's disappointing.
0: Um, (coughs) excuse me. Don't die. I'm trying not to die. I'm sorry. My, my throat is a little bit, uh, sore from, from the convention and, and all the chit chatting. So
1: on the bright side, if you do choke, like there's probably somebody in the house who can help you possibly possibly.
0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna pause just for a second to do the friends of the show. These are the amazing individuals who help us um uh, show their love and support uh, and help us be the best we could be. So and ironically, uh three of the four were at um uh, at um uh Charlie could do a great Dumbledore voice. I okay.
1: Maybe he is Dumbledore.
0: No. 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 Okay. No, and it's the it's the original Dumbledore, not the replacement Dumbledore. In my opinion.
1: To lowly plebs like me, they sound the same.
0: Wow. No, they do not. <laughs> they do not. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's give a shout out to the friends of the show. The first one, of course. Um, and this is means even more because this gentleman helped uh jumped in and helped me on my panel. Ladies and gentlemen, let me talk about the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to indiecluster.com. And I know that they are they're aiming to try to go to um, a big convention up north, uh, more like Midwest North-ish area. So uh, right. the next one we got a us- talk about is the amazing noodle boy media founded in 2015 by andrew Trent, noodle boy media previously wet kid 47 media is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions which is exactly what he did at momocon they pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism top-notch experiences and quality services if you want more information and a view their full list of services check out facebook.com slash noodle boy media now, everybody's favorite chiropractor, or soon to be favorite chiropractor, because if you were at MomoCon, you definitely should have stopped by and got and gotten an adjustment. And I know that there's quite a few individuals who um, who definitely got adjusted um, and come to and come and went to talk to me about it because I was the featured uh, customer, so I had a nice picture. Uh, and Banner at his desk. And that, of course, is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. If you want more information, go to herochiropractic.com. Now the last friend of the show that we've got to give a shout out to is CrossPad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. Now, since we did that, we've definitely got to give the the one most important thing. Uh, that Alter Confusion loves and supports every single year. So let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion will be participating in yet another year of Extra Life. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best game to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the children they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Altered confusion. While we're on the donating uh, bit, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to point out that Alter Confusion does have a Patreon. Patreon is a way for us to survive um, on the love and support of fans like you. Patreon lets you, the fans, the lovers, the haters, the supporters, the interdimensional beings, the demigods, the demons, the angels, the... spooky individuals, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gained a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. We currently have two tiers. We have the $1 a month. That's $12 a year tier. Uh, What that will give you is early access to all of our playthroughs as well as patron-only posts that could potentially help shape the future of Ultra Confusion. Now, if you want to jump up to the next level, it's $5 a month or $60 a year. Not only do you get everything at the $1 level, but you also have gained the ability to have your name or organization added to our thank you section for every single Thursday night hangout. So if you want to be a patron today, go to patreon.com slash alterconfusion. Patreon spelled P A T R E O N dot com. There you go. Okay. So there are some hot button topics that continuously come up uh the past well forever, I feel. And, I, you. and um you know it's 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 a topic that I think we're all sick of tired of, of talking about, but unfortunately it keeps happening. And that is unfortunately the continuing trend of trying to utilize video games as a scapegoat towards violence instead of um, trying to address the actual issue. Uh, You know, I feel like it, unfortunately all of a sudden it's, it's, Tragic, uh, incredibly tragic, you know, uh, violence that could easily be avoided. And somebody has to open up their mouth saying, you know, well, he played video games. So that's got to be it. And
1: I think it's an easy scapegoat. I mean, instead of actual having I mean, just look at Texas. They're having a special session to discuss the tragic events and whether or not you think there should be gun laws, they are not even the governor's basically like, Nope, we're not even discussing it. So it's like when you won't even be open to even discussing what the actual root causes are, it's really hard to take it seriously when people just kind of cast lots of like, Oh, it's video game causes violence. Even though there's no evidence to show that's the case.
0: There's actual like you know, studies that have been done that say that that's not the, that's not a linking factor. The other thing is, and I, I, uh, anybody out there who is a celebrity or someone who is an influencer, someone who has a platform, I don't Mm -hmm. care who you are. If, if, if you have your platform, then, and you feel strongly about what's going on and that there needs to be change Then i applaud you for utilizing your platform i am sick and tired of people going well it's not the right time or that's you know you're 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 it's it's you should stay qu- quiet on it because you're just you're just an athlete or just a movie star or
1: wheres that even like that is literally the dumbest statement like what does yeah. that even mean like It makes zero logical sense, literally, that people should stay quiet because they're in a position of which people listen to.
0: You would think that an individual who has an audience should utilize their ability to, you know, talk to their audience and nothing changes if it's not talked about.
1: And guess what? The beautiful thing is if you don't like what... I'm just throwing him out. I actually don't know what his stance is. But say LeBron James is all like, hey, we need to bang guns everywhere. That's his prerogative. And guess what? If you don't agree with him, you don't have to listen to him. It's really not that complicated. Like, like I don't really listen. It's not something like I'm being like, oh, look at me. I'm cool. I don't listen to a lot of celebrities because that's just not something I'm into. Like, it just never has. And so like what their stances are, so it's really not, and it's not like I go out of my way not to, by the way, it's just something that I don't look at. So it's really not that hard where if you don't think that they should be using their platform to discuss politics, or whatever, you don't have to listen to them. You can just change the channel, not go to TMZ.com and listen to them. You can really pretty easily avoid that if you think that they should not have in that platform in the fir- first place.
0: Yes. I that's, that's mind boggling in its own. It's like, look, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but you're not allowed to act- if you can't, if you have the ability to actually mass, you know, uh, spread your opinion, you're not allowed to, if you don't follow under some weird ass guideline rules that um, that are made up on the spot.
1: <laughs> well, no, it's only also the only say there is people they disagree with. Yes. like we're more than happy to have Chris Rock come play at the RNC because he plays his you know God bless American music more power to him whatever but like they have no problem with that. you because... mean
0: Chris Rock oh, I mean, sorry correct. sorry 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 you said Chris yeah. Rock you mean um, Kid Rock
1: Kid Rock yes oh, yeah, boy. Totally not this again totally different um, yeah so Kid Rock I mean he's the staple of the RNC whatever more I I don't care. Like I don't, I'll listen to his old rock songs because they're entertaining to me. Um, but they have no problem with him, or you know, other. There are other ones out there. I don't know who they are, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a cop out to so basically being like, hey, let's not talk about this. And if that is not the time to talk about it, when is the time to actually talk about these issues?
0: Never. We should ignorance should blanket us all in well, stupidity
1: unfortunately there's a lot of people out there who actually think that's a good thing
0: i know that's and that's that's, that's truly it. the scary part yes it is Anywho. can yeah. we find
1: another fun
0: topic <laughs>
1: why have fun we just get angry all the time sir
0: well this one's not really fun but uh, what uh, there is a prominent uh, youtuber who and we've we've seen this before this's been happening a lot recently where you have uh, IP owners um, mm-hmm. trying to uh, uh, get their music knocked off of YouTube channels yep and a prominent YouTuber who apparently um, has prided themselves in having a very large uh, Nintendo music library on their YouTube page, uh, has received, I believe it was 500 copyright strikes from Nintendo. So they are um, they're removing all their Nintendo music. Now they're not going to remove all of the music. I mean, they're just anything that's Nintendo related is gone. They, they immediately gone, but they're not closing their channel.
1: Um, and the thing that usually sucks to me about that kind of stuff, and obviously at the preface, Nintendo's on the right to do that. Must be a knowledge it, but it still doesn't mean it doesn't suck. I think the part that to me that sucks is I look at, it took years, but about two or three months ago, Square Enix released on their YouTube channel basically all the Final Fantasy XIV music they can listen to for basically free as much as you want. Before that, you had to scavenge and find stuff. So I guess that's to me, that's kind of where I draw the line is okay, now that Final Fantasy XIV music gets older to listen to from the Square Enix, you know, YouTube page. Now I feel a little bit more general, like, okay, yes, go through that route. But Nintendo, who's notorious for also not then releasing that music and easy-to-consume fashion, um, that's where it gets a little bit frustrating when they start shutting down these different services when they don't themselves make it easy to do. It's kind of like what happened, you know, post-Napster is when you started getting things like Netflix and Pandora and um, Spotify is, in large part, Piracy went down because now it's very easy to consume media content versus when you make it difficult for the consumer, that's when people are going to go the way to maybe not do it legitimately because it's not an easy way to do it. And frankly, not that I would know about it, of course, but it is easy to pirate stuff.
0: What?
1: That's what I've been told.
0: If you say so.
1: Now, I mean, like myself, I used to, I mean, like most people our age, when I was in high school and college, I did try using like the Napsters and that stuff. But once, you know, I've dabbled in the Pirate Bay and that stuff, but once stuff did go easy to consume in terms of digital streaming, I've also had little to really no reason. Stiming is also a part of that for video games. I really had little to no reason to even need to pirate games if I wanted to. I mean, even for the old games, you have services like Good Old Games, um, GOG, I guess it's called now, to access a lot of your older library. So to me, it's also that ease of access has really eliminated that incentive to do it. But then when you have like taking down of that easy to consume content that's what could potentially drive people who had got it that way to a less nefarious or sorry, a more nefarious method of consuming content.
0: Right. I agree. And I think the, the biggest issue is when you, when you create those music libraries is that when you have X amount of viewers, you start gaining money for per view and then you, are, then that's where you get it in the hot The true hot water is that you're making money off of, um, you know.
1: Yeah, but once Nintendo does the strike, you're not making money off of it. I mean, right. No, I'm that, just saying yeah. that
0: up to that point, that person, you know, I don't know how many songs they had, but let's just say that they they had like, I guess they, hit, they had 500 strikes. So just say they had 500 different songs. You know, if they... The beauty of having so many viewers or subscribers is that you start gaining, you know, monetary value per view. Yeah, and so then that's that's where you get a lot of angry IP owners, especially Nintendo. Nintendo no likey anyone making a single cent off of their stuff.
1: It must be the authentic Nintendo. To be Unless honest, you buy a shirt at. A convention that is not licensed
0: yeah that's the that's to be honest with you i'm surprised that nintendo just doesn't have any <laughs> convention that is over a certain size i'm surprised they don't have like some undercover person going okay these guys are gonna be a troll these guys are gonna be a troll these guys are gonna be a troll we're gonna be we're gonna be busy with all these lawsuits of of unlicensed uh T shirts and wall clocks and glassware, and yep. um,
1: oh. because the, I mean, Mario and Nintendo and Zelda, those are obviously really big ones. Yep, they always see the conventions. Yep, with all the different wares you're mentioning. My mm-hmm. guess is because it's kind of like a one off thing, like it's for that convention, versus it's not like a you know, I have my. Selling my Zelda wall clock on Amazon.
0: Right. But at the same time, I, would, I wouldn't even give, you know, I I, I don't think Nintendo would give you, even give you that kind of wiggle room. Oh, well, if it if you're only doing it at this convention, then you're opening up, you know, because you know that there's, there's going to be people who will do that. Okay. So here's, here's, and unfortunately I do not know the answer, but commissioned work. So you've got someone, you're paying someone to create, I don't know, like a Zelda, Mario, uh, uh, Sonic crossover piece. You know, that's, that's, well, Nintendo owns two of those. Well, actually, I guess Nintendo might actually own Sonic at this point for all I know. Who knows? But I mean, you know, commission pieces They're They're creating artistic representations of IPs. They don't, you know, they don't own that's, oh my gosh. That's just, that's a rabbit hole that I don't, I don't truly, I don't think I'll ever truly understand.
1: I mean, my guess is without being a lawyer either is yes, at some point legally Nintendo could go after those, but is it also worth it?
0: If it's if it's popular enough, work. I guess commission work would be a little bit tougher. If it was like mass produced, like we made five thousand sh- or sorry, not five thousand, five million shirts. Yeah. With, you know, uh, I don't know Zelda kissing Princess Peach.
1: That's a little bit. Yeah, I think that's where probably they would draw the line. Is that mass production outside of that one or two times that you're doing it per year?
0: Yeah. That would be very interesting to see if, if your inventory is like I make f- uh twenty Zelda Shield wall cl- wall clocks a year. Are you gonna mm-hmm. come after me?
1: Well, because I mean, I know there is that one guy who does woodworking at conventions. He's there. He was there. Yeah, and he goes to he goes to Momocon. He goes to yep. Dragoncon. Yep. He's been to other ones, and he goes to a lot. And that's. Actually, I think they sell the internet now that I think about it because that's how they make their livelihood. It's like a family thing. Yeah, I mean, that's, so, that,
0: that's the thing is that a lot of these, yes, they, you make some good bank when it comes to conventions, but at the same time, you've got to have an online store if you're going to continue to do that as your livelihood.
1: Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know.
0: One of these days we'll find we'll find out. I'm a, to be honest with you, if if I was an artist that was that followed underneath this this umbrella, I'd be scared to speak up because I don't want I do not want me myself spotlighted on. You know, is it? Am I doing something that could get me sued or not?
1: Try to keep your head and underground as much as possible.
0: Exactly. People just sure talk you, about right, my Make stuff. sure
1: you're incorporated as LLC so if you do get sued, you don't actually lose anything.
0: Yes, though technically that doesn't completely protect you from my understanding, but it's much harder to come after the individual. Um Final Fantasy 16 is coming in the summer of
1: 2023. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that was announced. Um I don't know. I'll probably still play 14. I'll, I'll and there's people me. still
0: playing eleven, so
1: I, I'm always kind of shocked honestly that eleven is still online. I'm like, still exist?
0: Yeah, dude. The the um oh what was it? Um there's a guy who like one of the, the main I guess um producers on it. Like even asked, you know, he was, he kept hearing all these rumors about there's a potential shutdown. And finally they came, uh, Square Enix came out and said, no, no, you're good. You're good for now. Keep doing what you're doing. So hooray for that.
1: Yeah. I'm curious. Are they still releasing? Like, so it's base it's 20 years old. That's mm-hmm. kind of impressive.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the that's the super crazy thing.
1: Yeah, and he still got campaigns and stuff. So, new version updates still coming out. So oh, they're still doing content. So are you?
0: You know the uh, going back to uh, we were talking about. Diablo Immortals and how certain certain countries have already, um, you know, stopped it because of the, the loot crate, the gambling thing. Um, that was one of the things that actually gambling or games of chance is one of the things that came up during the uh, the panel during Absolutely. Momocon. And I got a little bit, I got a little bit, uh, I guess, uh, overexcited excited. I was like, look, I'm gambling with my life every single time I oh twitch boy. my finger. So should I ban this? Because the fact of the matter is that a game of chance literally is, could boil down to if I hit the jump button at the right time, if it's really what you want to do, if you really want to, you know, dig into it. Um, you because... Know, the thing is with, with this lawsuit that was going th- or is going through the state of Arizona with um, a digital card packs. And if that were, I'd, I'm almost 100% sure that thing is going to be swatted down. But if digital card packs were seen as gambling, holy ballsack, that would, the ripple effect of that would be insane. Um. Cause I mean like, you know, I and Zelius as well, you know, we, we actually collected physical cards in, you know, in card packs. I mean, hell you get baseball cards and and football cards that yes, it is a game of chance. You don't know what card you're going to get in there. And that's the exciting part It's what drive drove sales up. Maybe you'll get the, that special rookie card for an excellent athlete that, it's going to be worth millions later on. We're gambling. <laughs> I mean.
1: I don't yeah, know. I think the difference in a game, like, I think where it comes down to is more the predatory nature. Like in a CCG, you at least are somewhat in a level playing field. Granted, I know people can buy more packs. Yep. But in these games, like you buy like the legendary pack versus the regular pack. And it's very like I can still play as many games as I want with Final Fit, not Final Fantasy match together. I might lose a lot, don't get me wrong, yep. but I can still play as much as I want and still play against even people my own elo or level versus a game like with Loot Packs, where in order to, you're actually literally gated to get to the next content um, until I basically pay money, is what it comes down to. And at that, it's not just that paying money, it's there's a gambling chance at that to even be able to do that. I think that to me is a definitely a differentiation um, of the two. And I, I am kind of curious, though, to your point, though, like, I mean, I, I see a clear difference, but I know what you're saying I like at some point, will the countries kind of be like, like, huh, Or you know, CCG games also the same thing. If we do bring it to its furthest logical conclusion, yep. Um, I, I think they're different, but I can see where they decide. Like, yeah, you know. Um, but then you go further down the rabbit hole, and you, and you might as well just ban all video games while you're at it.
0: Because uh, they're all gambling. You're all you're you're gambling with your time to spend with your family. Oh lord. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, no,
1: I have no problem with banning reasonably predatory loot boxes, especially when it's for um, – basically when it gives you an adva- a random advantage to basically advancing content, and it's not just cosmetic. Mm-hmm. So I definitely do see those parts. Um, but again, as we see with a lot of laws – is, what's that saying? Um, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yep. yep. So it could be, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I'll I'll probably continue to play the game and just kind of see what I think of it. Um, it's also on PC. I don't find I'm playing on PC. I'm just going to try it on mobile phone and see how that goes and just kind of go from there.
0: Well, there you go. I got, well, I will, we'll find, I'm sure there'll be some kind of middle ground with how far we could take the, the, the concept of game of chance. Um, sure. but, but you're right there, there are way. there's, there's, of course there's so many games out there that, yeah, you get a, pretty good good chunk into the game, but then you're at the mercy, sometimes predatory uh, mercy of, of companies out there that are gonna make you squeeze every single penny and nickel and dime out of you just so you could get an additional 10 minutes of gameplay.
1: Or- Well, that's, I mean, you played the AFK hero type of games also, yeah. like the five or six, every single one of those to me at least, would probably fall, um, fall afoul of the gambling laws because there absolutely comes that certain point in the game where you have to pay money, usually with crystals, wherever the currency is, yep. in order to advance, to unlock randomly, you don't know what you're going to get, your magic card packs so of you know the newest and best hero that you need to advance to World 20-4 at every single you know they all do every single of the games you get to that certain point and you're like oh i hit the paywall
0: <laughs> those the uh limited limited time exclusive character crossover cards oh, no. that you you get this one super duper uber awesome powerful card with the chance of getting a bunch of other uber powerful cards which you'll never get
1: because uh, you do look at the like actual loot box, they all. I remember there was a law that's passed where at least now they have to print the percentages. Yep. It's usually in fine print. You have to find it, but it's there. If you actually look at the odds, they're usually not in your favor.
0: No, they'll never be in your favor because they're, they're they want like you to really keep buying. buying, coming back and buying more.
1: Well, and the thing is, too, if you also look at these games, is and I think this is the hard part, where like myself included, you see the $99 gem pack. And you're like, what the hell? This is dumb. Mm-hmm. The reality is these free-to-play games, they make their money. They're not off of me and you because we always that like I always ask, like, hey, where's like my reasonable 5 to $10 pack that's going to get me advanced in the game? Mm-hmm. Those aren't there because that's not where they make the money. They make the money off those one to 10000 to more than that whales. They make it off those, you know, trust fund. I use it literally the trust fund kids who are spending thousands of dollars on basically gambling in this video game. That is factual of where these free to play games are making their money is off those whales spending five, six digits. Kids that got to be the
0: cool kid that got to have the uber awesome, perfect card grouping or whatever.
1: Yep. No, it's yeah, because you look at every one of those games, like because you always have like the tiers of like who's the best like lineup in the game. And there's been games where like I played from like day one of free to play, and you look at what they have and we're like, wow, like because you can start kind of doing the math to figure out like how much money did this person spend?
0: Either they're extremely lucky or they spend thousands on thousands of dollars.
1: I you might potentially get one or two lucky but for the most part i'm going with the later because at a certain point it comes like a sheer number to get like your 10 star super evolved hero requires like 20 of those character cards
0: yeah yes the the merging and combining to to make them uber powerful is yeah
1: yeah. It, it gets it gets pretty insane the actual number of those that you have to get from a loot box
0: yes um I do want to mention something before I forget again. Um, as is with single convention that you that an individual goes to, I want to stress this. This is this should be everyone's stance, this, of course, it's alter confusion stance. Cosplay does not mean consent. Some cosplay do have risque combinations, but that does not mean that you should act upon it or, or towards someone who is in that cosplay.
1: 100%. I also look at it as yeah. Like one thing conventions have started to do, but they've been doing this for, I guess for a couple of years now is they have like the safe place rooms. Yes. And I kind of look at it as like noise aside, obviously the entire convention should be a safe place for convention goers to go And it kind of irks me because every time you're like, yes, it should be a safe play. You get some boomer who's like, oh, you special snowflake and you can't take it. It's like, it's not about being, I can't take it. It's about creating an environment that is inclusive and welcoming of all people of all walks and lives so that they feel welcome there, that they're not going to be taken advantage of, or, you know, whatever the case is and that they all feel welcome. There is important to I think everyone's happiness and sanity, to be frank. And frankly, if you're that person who's like, oh, you shouldn't have a safe place. You got to be able to take it. Well, screw you. We don't want you at our conventions, frankly. Yeah, you could go. Like, You're the person I don't want going there because guess what? That's probably going to be the jackass who's going to go get a picture with, as you put it, one of the cosplayers and try to grab her ass thinking it's funny. And it's like, no, it's actually not at all.
0: I also do want to point out that... to anybody out there who does cosplay. You guys are amazing. Okay? Because you you're not only you're show you're not only uh, you know, have your your fandom but you're actually visually showing it off. I know that there are certain people out there who are like um an individual shouldn't dress up as This character, or that character, or they don't have the body type, or they're the wrong gender. Grow up, people. But it's, it's, if, if you truly are a fan, you support, though, you support fellow fans of that IP. The people going after an individual because they might be a little bit larger, or, they, they don't have a big enough bust or they are the, the wrong gender is ridiculous. You know, we're there to share our passion and our love, not to bring people down. If, if you want to do that, stay at home in your dark, dark room, probably in your mother's basement, and you can, you know, bitch and moan about how someone misrepresented or or a, you know a certain character that's your favorite but here's here's a fun fact everybody sees things in the world differently they they everyone is open to their own opinion and their own ter- interpretation and we should support anyone and everyone who has the the confidence the courage and the passion to Cosplay.
1: Or put it another way, don't be a dick.
0: Yes, that too. I mean, very, very simply. I, put, I know why it's dick. so
1: complicated in today's age, but, or any age, it's not just today, but just in general. Don't be a douche. And like, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's what's,
0: once again, it's if you don't like someone's, the way that someone's cosplaying something, cool. D- d- just, Go along your day. You, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to agree with the way someone's done something. There's this beautiful
1: the, thing. The, of My way's the, the the right way, sir. You're there's, wrong.
0: There's no such thing as the right way almost 100% of the time. There are many right ways. There's not one. Anyways. Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, I think we've reached the end of this show. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout for myself, Charlie, and Zilius, it's Been a pleasure to get to come over our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout.
1: Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world.
0: bit of that, brother.